We pray, come Holy Spirit. Come Lord, give you permission to do what you desire. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. These words, Jesus is speaking to the apostles at the Last Supper. Certainly every word that comes forth from the mouth of Jesus is something for us to be attentive to, to listen to, to contemplate. But I believe the words that Jesus spoke at the Last Supper hold a particular significance and weight, a great richness for us. As he was speaking to them, preparing them for his passion and resurrection and then ultimately for their mission once he would be gone. So he's telling them, like whatever happens from here, the fruit that you desire to bear for Christ, right? He called them to himself for the sake of being with him and also being on mission with him. And so the fruit you desire to bear, here's the key for bearing much fruit. Remain in me. Remain in me. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me, you will bear great fruit. Now we're, we're talking, you know, in this analogy here, what is, what is this great fruit that the Lord is speaking about? What, what does the church mean by that? And it's two fundamental things that are intimately connected. It's, it's really hard to separate them because they feed each other. But the Catechism says this. This is paragraph 2074, so 2074. It says, the fruit, to refer to, the fruit referred to in this saying is the holiness of a life made fruitful by union with Christ. It is the sanctity of life that we receive by being in communion with Jesus. The church continues. When we believe in Jesus, partake of his mysteries, and keep his commandments, the Savior himself comes to love in us his Father and his brethren, our Father and our brethren. His very person, speaking about the person of Jesus, through the Spirit, becomes through the Spirit the living and interior rule of our activity. Okay, what's the church saying there? The church is essentially saying what St. Paul said in Galatians 2.20. St. Paul says, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives within me. And that as we remain in the Lord by these three things, by believing in him, by participating in the mysteries, what are the mysteries, the sacraments, by living the sacramental life of the church, and by keeping his commandments, then Christ is, is configured, right? Our souls are configured to that of Christ. 
It says that his very person then begins to animate our beings. Not long after this, Jesus tells them this. He says, I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I love you. Often read that gospel at weddings, and and I'll mention if you've been to a wedding that's celebrated, maybe you've heard me say this, but when Jesus says, love one another as I love you, like that sounds cute, and we hear it all the time. Are, Are we aware of how Jesus loves us? Perfectly. And so he says, I give you a new commandment. Like if you were struggling with the ones beforehand, don't worry, I got a new one. Love one another as I love you. Like at that point, I don't know about you, but I'm like, okay, Lord. Uh, Here are my cleats. Here's my jersey. Here's the key to the gym. Like, you know, you, you, you can just have, you can kick me off the team right now. Let's not even practice. Let's not even play like just, let's just shut it down because I can't do that. I don't have that ability. I don't have that capacity. But when he's giving this new commandment, he's also giving the life of grace to allow us to fulfill it. And that's what he's saying right here. I'm the vine and you're the branches. I'm not asking you just to go on this on your own, but just remain in me. And if you remain in me, and it says, then we, he begins to come within us to do those two fundamental commandments that he asks. Love the Lord our God with all our mind and all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, and our neighbor as ourself. To love one another as I love you. It is actually Christ who comes within us to love that way. The fulfillment of the prophet Ezekiel, I will take your stony heart. I'm going to take it from you. And I'm going to give you a natural heart that you can love this way in this capacity. This is the fruitfulness, right? This sanctity of life that the Lord wants to give to us. It's the first part. And the second part is this. It's the fruitfulness of evangelizing. What does it profit us to gain the whole world and lose our soul? It profits us eternal separation from God. Not a good return. (laughs) But if we remain in the Lord, right, the free gift that he gives is eternal communion with him. And if you don't want that for yourself and for other people, it just means you don't understand it. If there's not a burning passion within us and a great desire for our own salvation and the salvation of others is because we don't get it. But the more we allow that truth through the love of God to penetrate our hearts, then our hearts are configured to him. And then we, right, grow in sanctity. And then also then we're just moved on mission by the heart of Jesus within us to draw other people in, to speak of his name, to bring them to the font of mercy, which is Christ himself in the sacraments. This is the fruitfulness that he's speaking of. And how do we remain in him? Well, again, the church is clear. The Lord is clear. This is these these three steps, right? Believe in Jesus is the first and most important one. 
What do we believe about him? That he is the son of God. That he is the Messiah sent. That we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're separated from him because of our sin. But Jesus comes. Jesus comes and offers his life to restore us to grace. Free gift. It's not, God's love is not earned. His mercy is not earned. It's not based on our performance. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But just on his heart. And so that's the gospel. That's the good news is to believe that. Like that's the fundamental thing. And then from that belief that I'm not earning anything, but I'm just responding to the, to the gratuity of God's grace, him pursuing me, leaving the 99 for the one, the father in the, the window waiting for the return of the prodigal son or daughter. And then the second thing is this, to participate in the mysteries. Right? It's not just about belief. But our belief, right, faith without works is dead. And one of those primary works is participating in the sacramental life of the church. Coming first to the font of baptism. Where, where sin is washed away and the Holy Trinity comes to dwell in the soul, which opens us up for the grace of the rest of the sacraments. And then we come in the, receiving the most holy Eucharist. Y'all, our own lives, our community, you look at the news, you look at the world, you look at whatever, and you're like, man, what happened, right? What is going on? I, I'm just convinced that if we as Catholics came to understand more deeply and believe in who the Eucharist is, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And we came actively hungry for him and with faith that our world, our world would be different. Why? Because what we're talking about right here, remain in me as I remain in you, and then Jesus comes to dwell in us, to live in us, to love in us. So the world is different because the presence of Christ is more tangible and more powerful through the lives of those who believe in him. Would the world be perfect? Absolutely not. Not until Jesus comes back. But it would be different. It would be more light, more grace. And so we come to participate in the sacraments and most especially the Holy Eucharist and praying for deeper faith and deeper reverence and deeper devotion, deeper hunger for the Lord. And then the third thing is to keep his commandments. St. John said in his letter today, how do we know that we love God? When we keep his commandments. Like, well, I'm not doing so good, right? <laughs> Struggling on the love department here. But again, if we, we start with faith, particularly faith in the gospel, the good news of the mercy of the Lord, and then we, we're living the sacramental life, then, then Jesus comes to do this within us, and we're growing in loving God, and we're growing in loving our neighbor. And the Lord is not like, here's the important thing. It is the commandments that we receive from God. He's the one who decides what's right and wrong, what's good and what's not good. And it is for us to say yes to them. Some things are clear and black and white, and some things there's a spectrum, right? And if we're struggling 
But we're like we fall and we sin, but we know we sin and we trust in the Lord's mercy and we repent and repent. It's a good word, actually, just turning away from sin and turning towards the Lord. It's a beautiful word. Then the Lord is not that concerned, right? He knows we're struggling. He knows we're imperfect. He knows we're going to fall, but it's just like keep moving. Keep allowing him to pick you up. Keep coming to him, and we're growing in conversion. But where we put ourselves in the spiritually dangerous place is when we begin to say what's right and wrong. When we begin to, to, to alter what we have received from the Lord as the truth. The church teaches as a gift received from the Lord through the scriptures. When we begin to say what's right and wrong, when we begin to rationalize sin, we're putting ourselves in a dangerous spiritual place. Because at that place, we don't, we, what we tell the Lord is for this sin or that sin or maybe all of them, like, I don't need your mercy. I don't need it. So our place is, right, to receive, even as we struggle, God's mercy. And just like, Lord, even if I don't understand, even if I'm struggling with this, like, illuminate my mind. Let me ask the questions. Let me wrestle with them. Let me come before you, Lord, that you can inform my mind and heart. And I just want to come in a deeper communion with you. Again, as we fall, then we go back to one, believing in his mercy, believing in his gospel. And then it's the living the sacramental life of reconciliation. Because when we sin, we damage our relationship with the Lord. But St. John talks about, too, a deadly sin, right? The mortal sin. When we commit a mortal sin, we are cutting off the life of grace in our souls and need the Lord to restore it through the sacrament of reconciliation. So we believe. We live the sacramental life. We keep his commandments. When we fall, then we go back to the belief, right? We live in there. And then if we need to go to reconciliation, then we live in the sacramental life there, the sacrament of reconciliation, receiving the Eucharist again, and then going out and stepping and loving God and loving our neighbor, remaining in him and him remaining in us. And then our minds and hearts and souls and desires become more configured to that of Jesus. Then he begins to love the Father and love our brothers and sisters in us. so that we can begin to say more and more with St. Paul. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives within me. At least at this point, it is less of me who lives and more of Christ within me. What I desire is to remain in him as he remains in me, purifying, healing, sanctifying, loving the Father, and loving others in and through me by faith in Jesus Christ, by living the sacramental life, by keeping his commandments. And when we fail to keep those commandments, faith in him and living the sacramental life. Come, Lord Jesus, give us that grace to remain in you as you remain in us, that we will bear much fruit the fruit of your sanctity in our life and the fruit of drawing other souls into communion with you. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. 
If you would like to become a Golden Giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.